Welcome, Ego's Army of the Night, to the Bloodstained Community Broadcast. I'm your host, Zombie Mike, and with me today from 505 Games, we have Angel Corlux, also known as Roberto. Welcome. Hello, thank you. It's so nice. Uh, real you. pleasure to be here. Yeah, so nice of you to join. Um, it's been great since you've been in the community, coming on the forums and engaging with everybody uh, on Reddit uh, and, and everywhere else that you're kind of reaching out to. So we appreciate that you're so active. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you'll hear this, or at least the theme of this, uh, quite a bit from me. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm still trying to figure out how I uh, ended up here and, and really just look at myself as a fan. So I just try to do what I would want to be done, if that makes sense. Uh, and also keep my job at the same time, though. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, how did you? Uh, we're, we're also kind of wondering about how you came to where you are now. Is it a... Is that an interesting story? Did you just kind of fall into this, or, or what happened? Oh, yeah, it's definitely an interesting story, but it would be one that would take way too long. Uh, I think I'll just condense it into saying that I was in a very um, lucrative but boring kind of career path, and then one day, uh, a while back, I was like, wait a minute, my passion is games, and I'm going to try and work in what my passion is about. And uh, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears later, here I am. <laughs> Awesome. So, um, how how long have you been with Five Hundred Five? Actually, not too long. It's it's pretty recent. I started in July, so I'm I'm still a pretty recent uh, bringing on sort of you know onboarded person. So, is this the first brand that you have owned with Five Hundred Five? With Five Hundred Five, yes. This is the first kind of uh, flagship thing that I'm taking care of. Right, so since it's your first, it's obviously going to be like uh, some extra bit of passion. This isn't something you're burned out on doing. This is uh, new for you, and uh, since it's a, a new IP, uh, this is kind of like your baby now? Yeah, definitely. And it's, let's just put it this way. I know it's going to sound a bit like a canned response, but uh, that passion would be there regardless if it was my first uh, brand here at 505 or my 27th it's you know every single time no matter the ip no matter if it's you know bloodstained or uh, cooking mama or whatever <laughs> the same kind of excitement and and just kind of wonder at being able to uh, have this role is still there hey i loved cooking mama there's you can get excited about cooking mama Plus, same here <laughs> everyone loves food how do you feel about mac and cheese Oh, I love it. I'm actually probably going to be eating it tonight, so. All right. These are the important questions, people. <laughs> so, um, so what do you think made 505 accept Ega's plan while all others refused and why other publishers uh, didn't have the faith that we have in him? Well, I think definitely a factor, if you, if you want to really uh, call it faith, but Obviously, it's a very kind of complex process for any publisher to take on any game or any IP. And there's a lot of people, there's a lot of cogs in, involved in, in that kind of uh, formula, if you want to call it that. But uh, at the end of the day, it's really just a combination of the numbers make sense and, or at least enough sense for us. And at the same time, a huge amount of we believe in this game, we believe in the creator, we believe in the fan base, and all the amazing, I mean, it's absolutely insane, the, the response this IP has gotten, that Igarashi-san has gotten. So it's it's a combination of those two things, trying to, like hopefully we all do in real life, uh, combine the heart with the head, you know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
when the Kickstarter first, you know, when Ega made that video where he flies away in bats and breaks the wine glass, that was just amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was amazing, yeah. Yeah, he said that he had backing from another source. He just had to prove interest. So um, at that point, you guys weren't involved yet. You weren't the one that was agreeing to, to back him at that point. It was uh, someone else. So how did how did you guys get involved after they, that relationship didn't lead to them publishing the game? Well, both because I wasn't around at that time and also because, like I said and didn't mention, there's a lot of people uh, that I would have to speak on their behalf on. All I can say is that uh, there's an amazing group of people here at 505 that are constantly trying to get the best IPs out there so we can do our best to kind of combine the best IPs and, and game creators with our best publishing efforts and really give everyone something special. So I know it might sound like an unsatisfying answer, but the best I can say is that uh, everyone kind of got along great and did their jobs and and we ended up with this really amazing opportunity right and do you think that that opportunity uh for ega is larger now that 505 is involved um was was there a big gain when he made the switch well this might sound cheesy but the way i see it is kind of like when you consider yourself to be lucky in a good marriage uh for example Sure, the, the <laughs> each person feels like they're the lucky ones, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. and hopefully you combine that to get an end result where, you know, you're all living living happy happily ever after. <laughs> all right. So, um because that because the Kickstarter had to prove interest to a publisher, um now that that's out of the way, do you think that uh, the, the interest has certainly been proven. At the time that it yeah. ended, the uh, it was the highest uh, funded Kickstarter for a video game ever. You know, it, it right. blew the record out of the water. So uh, ob obviously, there's there's passionate fans um, that want a game from Ega. Do you think that a second Bloodstained would also have to be proven through uh, Kickstarter, or uh, do you think that Kickstarter is the right direction to go to continue if uh, you know if Bloodstained gets a sequel? So I guess the best way I can say that I can respond to that is that Kickstarter is an amazing tool, right? Uh, it's not always worked out uh, for all, every IP that's successfully been funded there, but um, I guess long story made short, ideally, from my personal perspective, I hope not for any eventual uh, future games. And I don't say that because you know we don't want to do cool things like physical rewards or whatever. I say that because people may not realize this, but kickstarting a game is an incredibly difficult, laborious process. It's a huge amount of work. Uh, it's it's also a risk. It's it's just a lot of different kind of moving wheels. And my hope, at least again speaking personally, is that my conviction rather is that Bloodstain is going to be such a great success and fans and new fans alike are going to love it so much that we're going to be able to focus on hopefully making Bloodstained 2 or whatever Igarashi-san's next project and next vision is and already be uh, ready to do that and ready to focus on making a game, doing everything that we need to do uh, without worrying about funding it, if that makes sense. Right. 
So the last time we saw the budget, we knew the Kickstarter goal, and we were told that um, you know that it was backed for a certain amount. We didn't; we, it was an ambiguous amount, but basically that we kind of met the funding goal, is what Ben Judd said. That as much as right. we donated in, somebody had already was willing to to put that same amount up. So uh, since then, a lot of time has passed. We've had time to gather slacker backers, people that are interested in in donating sure. still today, which they can. They can donate up to the the $500 to, or is it $300? I think it's the $500 tier and get all of the rewards that come along with that. Um, plus being part of this, uh, before it actually comes out. Uh, do you know the, I think right now it's actually $500 tier or something. Yeah. I think there's, I think you can back up to either the, the 300 or the $500 tier Sunraiser and, right. and, and Erica say it's 500. So yeah, they can still get the big, huge map, which I'll be, looking forward to getting um yeah, me too but has that number grown do you know a current budget number for the game so yes i do and yes it has but i think that's probably all i can say about that <laughs> that's fair enough uh it's good to know that it that it grew um there was a time where uh you know ega had offered refunds to those who were disappointed in us moving from wii u to switch but uh, we didn't really take that big of a hit, and that's a that's a great thing. I'm, I hope that people are excited to get it on the Switch. Um, we have a user uh, that is a big Nintendo fan, Ixbran, and they would like to know kind of what the uh, the features going from the Wii U to the Switch. Is there anything being carried up, carried over, and can we look forward to Amiibos or anything like that? Some Switch-centric uh, functionality? That's actually a really interesting question, and... Um, on the one hand, I'll answer that by saying that we're currently uh, still working out exactly what's going to carry over. And the other side of that coin is that uh, I'm also personally uh, investigating and working on things that hopefully people will be surprised at and, and will like that are specifically Switch related. But since I can't promise anything and I can't spoil anything, uh, unfortunately, that's all I can say. All right, so no comment on Mies, no comment on uh, costumes and weapons that are Nintendo No, no comment yet, no comment, but uh, hopefully if things go well and if I'm able to, uh, you know, knock on wood, do my job right, <laughs> there'll be announcements later on. Excellent. Well, one of the things I was so excited about when I saw 505 become involved was uh, I love Terraria. My family and I, my daughter, my wife oh, and yeah. I, yeah, we play together. And um, we actually even had a Terraria server just for the Bloodstained forums at one time. Uh, so we were all oh, building wow. castles and stuff in that. And one of the things that <laughs> got me really excited is not only are you the publisher for that game, but I would go to like Books a Million and I would see physical merchandise of uh, characters for Terraria in the store. So I'm no, hoping, it's... yeah, I'm hoping that maybe we can get some merchandise like that out there in a widespread market. Yeah, definitely. Um, again, there's a lot of plans that uh, I'm personally uh, overseeing and drafting and getting approved and everything. Uh, all I can say right now, because uh, I still have a lot of work ahead of me, uh, is that, like I mentioned before, I want to see those things too. I want to go out and buy those things too. So just keep an eye out. <laughs> all right. So I guess we should get into some more questions uh, from the user base. Uh, earlier, sure. Lee Astroth was asking about... Um, how 505 became involved. We talked about that. Uh, will Bloodstain be at Gamescom this month? 
Well, Bloodstain won't be a Gamescom this month, but we do have uh, we do have event plans uh, planned out. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if like really you're able to answer more of the game development end of the questions. Um, um, it depends on the kind of question, but I'll just quickly, you know, kind of tell you if it's something that's, you know, for someone else or for, for a later time. Okay. Uh, well, can you talk about movement speed? Uh, some people feel it's just right. Others think it looks a little slow. Uh, I've seen shot by shot comparisons right next to Symphony of the Night on one, on one side and, and Miriam running on the other. And it looks like they're running like the exact same speed, but with the screen right. size difference, sprite size differences, and kind of the way games play, uh, this stuff can be very important to people. Um, do you think that that's sure, kind of sure. set in stone where it's at, where we see it now in the videos, or do you think that that's uh, perhaps going to change? So, two things. It's a really important question because I've seen it quite a bit. Um, two things about that. The first thing is that um, we have to be careful to not fall prey. Uh, and I do this too, so I'm not, you know, chastising anyone. Fall prey to that uh, tendency to see things either in alpha or in pre-alpha or whatever the case may be, and think that that's going to be, you know, as is for the rest of the development time and what's going to come out. Um, at the same time, what you see, what everyone has seen so far, is just the very tip of the iceberg. Uh, we all know and love Symphony of the Night, of course, and the comparisons are very easy and, you know, human nature to make them. But all I can say is that if everyone had seen or, you know, even heard about the things that I get to see and the different abilities and, and a lot of the stuff that's coming, movement speed, you're not going to be worried about it. Trust me. Let's let's just say that we're not looking, Igarashi-san isn't looking to just copy uh, Symphony of the Night He's innovating. He's employing ideas that he's wanted to use all these years. Uh, and I'm really confident that people aren't going to be disappointed. Well, that's exciting to hear. It sounds like he is really pouring everything he can uh, as a creator into this magnum opus of his game. Definitely. So, yeah, I know he's probably feeling like he's going to live and die, you know, for this game. This is going to be, you know, his moment. Um, it. I, I hope that the pressure doesn't harm the creativity, but uh, he's been under pressure before, and I, I think it's only going to fuel him. Um, but yes, and ego we trust. So, uh, <laughs> Lair, and I think I saw it over in the uh, the Twitch. Oops, I shouldn't have done that. I saw it in the Twitch as well. Um, they're asking about uh, if you have any creative input on the work. Uh, will design requests come from 505 Games to the design team? So the short and sweet answer to that is no. Um, my personal philosophy, the, the corporate philosophy, you know, any, anything you want to call it, is Igarashi-san is the game master. He's the one uh, making the pie, so to speak. Uh, so let him do what he knows how to do. Uh, sometimes there will be very kind of light touch situations where maybe there's a, a low dev resource intensive feature that we might think the fans would really like or the fans are asking for. Or maybe there's something that, you know, statistical data shows that players care more about, whether, you know, that's um, story and design versus, you know, competition and things like that. So a lot of those things are 
you know, fall into the category of things that Igarashi-san and his team already know. You know, obviously, no one played Symphony of the Night so they could gain a competitive ranking and go into esports, if you know what I mean. But uh, most of the time, and really 99% of the time, it's just, you know, Igarashi-san, you do what you're going you're gonna to do. We're going to make sure that everyone and their grandma knows about this game and knows why they should buy it. All right. So are you just pandering to me because you're making me fall in love with this idea of, um, you know, <laughs> no. letting all the creativity remain with Iga. Um, but so is this real talk? You're, you're not just smoozing me up here, right? This is this is real talk. I would tell you if uh, I would uh, I would tell you straight up if there was. Uh, something that maybe we do or and then I would try and spin it or you know convince you why it's okay but it is what it is and Igarashi-san is is doing what he wants to do and then we're just there to make sure that the game is as big of a success as we know it should be all right well on the same note Kazun asks uh, as a person involved in publishing what's your opinion on Metacritic and its effect on video game reviews wow okay um that's a good question so I guess I would say that Metacritic is a great tool. It's, you know, uh, an aggregator, something that we can all use to kind of at a glance get an idea for how well a game's been received. But at the same time, I would caution people from looking at any review, really, whether it's an aggregate or a single review, and saying, oh, okay, that's the absolute alpha and omega verdict on this game. Because at the end of the day, you know, the people reviewing the games are human, the people playing them are human. Everyone is going to have a subjective experience. I've played games that have been ranked in the 60s and 70s that I thought were maybe not top 10s, but, you know, a solid 8 at least, and, you know, vice versa. Some people love games that other people hate. So I think it's important to use it and be aware of it as a tool, you know, that mm -hmm. it shows you maybe information that helps you how to think, not what to think, if that makes sense. Well, I am no expert in uh, the video game industry, but I've heard that sometimes critic scores are written into contracts for developers. Um, is yeah, sometimes, like, it's bonuses and, you know, all kinds of different uh, clauses and stuff like that. Yeah, so is there anything that's uh, an incentive for this to do well from the development end? Absolutely not. We didn't put any kind of uh, limits or barriers or bars for Igarashi-san and, and his team to meet. Uh, everyone involved, both on the development side and the publisher side, all we care about is making sure that it's as big of a success as possible for the, let's say, the, the good wholesome reasons, because everyone wants to make more games, everyone wants to be successful and make money, of course. But uh, no one is going to Igarashi-san and saying, you better get an 82 on Metacritic, or otherwise, you know, we're not giving you that puppy or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give him the puppy. The man deserves a puppy. Um, right. <laughs> okay, so your official title is the brand owner. Uh, when speaking of brand ownership, we all, get the, we all like the idea of Iga being in control of the IP. Uh, how does brand and IP work between creator and publisher? Sure. So my official title is the global brand manager, and that means I'm the brand owner for the IP, which basically means I'm the hub for the game between art play, between the developer and the publisher. Um, there are going to be lots of people that are working with me from different departments, but at the end of the day, it's my job to make sure that all of that comes together and is on point. Um, the IP is 
thing. It's not, you know, I'm not owning the IP. I'm not uh, telling Igarashi-san, hey, uh, I noticed uh, you don't have hats in this game. You know, TF2 does it, so put in hats. <laughs> hey, we got <laughs> hats, though. To... We got to have hats, though. It's part of Miriam's outfit. <laughs> I mean, she switches her head down. Yeah, you, you know. <laughs> but we're not going to you know what I mean, DLC though. the hats, though. I, okay, I, I Right, right, right. <laughs> not to, like, I'm not going to call Igarashi-san and say, hey, okay, so loot boxes with keys and uh, put in RNG for him and, you know, <laughs> like, all that stuff. That's that's not that's not what I'm about. Uh, my job is just to basically be the hub, the, the liaison, and at the same time also... Um, coalesce everything all the efforts and make sure that whether it's uh, uh, our retail team or our creative teams and you know making trailers or uh, everything and, and anything kind of making sure that i have my eyes on it and and it's gonna be on point right and you do listen to fans and make creative uh requests if they don't like really impact uh heavily into development and chris lovin was asking a question about what kind of ideas you think yield the most value to the player while not demanding an unreasonable um, amount of development resources. So, like, maybe things that players might suggest for the game that would take too long to actually implement, uh, like right, animations right. and online multiplayer and stuff. Where do you, like, how do you make that decision and what do you think would be good? Sure. So, it's, 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 a, hard an it's a hard question to answer because, just like with game development itself, every case is going to be its own... You know, so it really just, I would say, comes down to common sense. If someone, for example, asks, hey, why is this a you know, side-scrolling game? It should be a 3D go-kart adventure game. Then that's probably you know, going to be in the realm of what's not possible and doesn't make sense. If someone instead says, hey, you know, this uh, outfit would be really cool if it had a different color palette or something, mm -hmm. that's something obviously on the much easier, more feasible side. So it really just boils down to uh, how much uh, resources it would cost the dev team. And by resources, I mean everything, time, you know, all the, all, not just money. Right. Uh, and also what the players get out of it, because if we're going to have to spend an extra, you know, week or whatever, uh, working on a certain feature that was requested, but only let's say 5% of the players really care about it or are going to use it or even see it versus something that might take two weeks or even the same amount of time, but everyone and their grandma is going to see it and use it and love it. Then it's, it's just kind of a give and take and, and weighing your options sort of deal. Yeah. Well, with a game like uh, with an EGA game, it's the little things that people might not see that actually make such uh, an impact on the fandom. You'll have something sure. that, you know, you look through this this telescope and see a boatman down there, and it absolutely has no uh, value, but it, it's some interactivity that is valued. Um, do you sure, think sure. that, you know, aesthetics that are more globally visible uh, take priority over the little things like that? Um, to really, what, what lends to the success uh, more? Interactivity or, like, uh, the, the visual aesthetics? Okay. Well, I wouldn't say, I mean, those are, like you said, those are the things that we really tend to look at that make a game be special. You know, like a game can be good, it can be fun, but all those little things put together, a game great. So we don't really worry about not you know, having those in the game because Igarashi-san already, that's his style. You know, his attention to detail, his pouring of himself and his vision into the game. I mean, 
let's just say that without spoiling anything, there's one area that I saw that literally, you know, when I when I saw the area, you just want to stop and just look at everything because the actual environment itself, the amount of detail, is just amazing. So. Um, to answer your question as far as what's more important, interactivity versus uh, visuals and everything, I'm sorry if this sounds like a you know generic you know PR person, you go answer that question. But in my mind, at least, it's really important to keep a balance of the two because, sure, you can have a super fun game to play, but at the end of the day, if it looks like something from 1985 and runs like something from 1985 then you're probably not going to have the best time that you could at least you might still enjoy it but it's not going to be at that kind of masterpiece level that Igarashi-san is is trying to hit so it's it's really like a lot of things in life just important to keep a balance in mind and try to make everything meet that quality bar that Igarashi-san has right and ultimately in ego we trust and I'm sure that if he's not happy with it he'll you know he'll stay on it until he is uh that's oh, kind yeah, of yeah definitely so Exile uh, wanted to know, will the marketing choose a wide target audience to appeal to everyone or play more to the Egovania gamers like uh, those who have already backed the game? So not to be uh, a meme lord, but why not both? <laughs> why not <laughs> Because both? The, uh, the, in our minds, there's uh, a lot of different audiences and two of the main audiences are obviously, like you said, the Egovaniacs and the kind of larger... Uh, audience that you would define in different ways and we're going to have different targeted uh, efforts for both of those kind of sets of players and at the end of the day hopefully over time those two different roads will kind of converge uh, after there's been information and and time for people to see the videos and you know kind of consume media in a different way according to their background and and their um, desires and hopefully they'll converge onto one single road where we're all Igavaniacs, you know, that mass audience, the the people that have kind of been brought out from outside, not even knowing what Castlevania was, not even knowing who Igarashi-san is, uh, to become that kind of sole blob of, you know, Army of the Night. <laughs> <laughs> you just said Igavaniacs. I have not heard that yet. How have I not heard this yet, guys? <laughs> all right. So Angel has coined the term Igavaniacs. That's what we are. I love it. <laughs> All right, so more questions that's, from the that's fans. What I put into planning, so, you know. <laughs> Winter Dust uh, wants to know what's your favorite Castlevania sub weapon. Oh, jeez, uh, I'm biased because I like anything that's related to angels and holy powers and paladins and stuff like that. So for me, it'd be the Bible sub weapon, uh, just because of that. Uh, ultimate attack that you get to do and in some games even has like a, a huge beam, a beam of light that just really decimates everything on screen so uh yeah that that'd be the one for me <laughs> <laughs> uh brent you can speak up i know you're quite excited about uh paladin that sounds very familiar doesn't it yes <laughs> <laughs> yes uh brent and i i, I host a, a castlevania ravenloft D game and his character's a paladin so i'm sure you just I have like and I have several Castlevania sub-weapons I like to use and spells made after Slypha's holy spells and all this other crap. And yeah, I put the, uh, one of my first um, posts on the forums was that I really hoped that the holy sub-weapons would come back into Castlevania somehow. And I even got that question uh, put on the Ask Ego video where I have the dagger shoot out of my eyes that Fangamer Steve put on there. So, uh, so yeah, is, that was me. Is Angel more uh, paladin than you? What's your favorite sub-weapon, Brent? 
Um, probably it's a it's a tie between the holy water and the cross. There you go. All right. Yeah. So I, I would choices. say uh, a good yes, good choices all around. Um, and Winter Dust also wanted to know sword or whip. Oh, geez. So probably going to upset a few people here, but definitely sword, just because uh, I always loved swords ever since I was a kid. Uh, actually learned how to use them and even have one. So, uh, you know, I'm not in the backyard cutting water bottles and trying to look like Deadpool or anything, but uh, definitely sword. <laughs> hey, we've all cut a few water bottles with uh, swords, haven't we? No, we haven't. <laughs> but uh, I don't think that that will upset uh, the majority since the sword won in the whole sword or whip dot uh, com vote, and it was decided that the sword kind of took over, and that was Alucard's main weapon, oh, wow. so it's okay. Uh, I I love whips too, though. I I, I why not both? Uh, again, exactly, exactly. Right. So Mad Pony says, "What was your favorite aspect of Symphony of the Night? Can you tell us your favorite aspect of Bloodstained?" Sure. So for Symphony of the Night, I would have to say that it was the first time playing a 2D game that really immersed me in the character and the feel of the world. I don't know what it, maybe because of how Alucard moves and how he's just, you know, steeped in this dark gothic fantasy, but it really made me feel like I was playing and I was, you know, the son of Dracula, you know, the son of the biggest monster in the world and the most evil monster in the world. So it was just that kind of, you know, uh, being immersed in that in that setting, in that, you know, the, the gameplay and the combat and, and how he moved. As far as uh, Bloodstained, there's so much that I wish I could uh, choose from, but I'll stick to things that are publicly available right now. So I'll just say Miriam, because I'm a big fan of... Uh, female protagonists that have like a really rich story and really kind of just loving craftsmanship put into them and everything about her just makes me go crazy not only you know how she looks and and you know how she moves in the game and everything but even if you look at her art or even just in the game itself she has this really amazing look where she looks sad but angry and superior at the same time when she's, I, I don't know, it's hopefully it doesn't sound cheesy, but it's it's just something I really like, especially because in most games when I'm given the choice, I just default to male uh, in role-playing games, for example. Mm -hmm. So I love, you know, when I get to play a, a great female protagonist like Miriam or um, uh, Aurora from Child of Light, if everyone, if anyone's played that, or, uh, you know, and any great protagonist like that. The new Lara Croft is, you know, amazing, so... Uh, speaking of Child of Light, uh, Yoshitaka Amano did a poster for that game, and he's doing one for Bloodstained as well. Uh, Yoshitaka Amano is one of my favorite Japanese artists. Uh, one of my favorite artists of all time, actually. But uh, you mentioned that um, how Alucard moved uh, was important to you, and uh, Mojojo and AQ Official were uh, asking questions kind of in that vein about um, how they often the characters often like glide before they step or after turning. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's important to them. Um, uh, AQ official says, will Miriam have unique animations for lunging as you first move forward, change direction and double jumping? So can say that there's going to be a lot of unique things when it comes to Miriam and how she moves and she gets around the level uh, and how she's animated. Um, I haven't really found out or even asked about the uh, question of, about gliding. But I can definitely add that to my list of uh, things to ask uh, Igarashi-san directly and be like, hey, you know, 
Uh, little birdie asked me about this. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> cool. All right. Well, uh, Molinowski asks, uh, what has been learned from Mighty Number no. 9? Uh, mostly how important it is to communicate honestly and clearly and and often with uh, the, the fan base and with everyone really involved. Um, I will say one thing that I haven't practiced or, you know, anything like that, so hopefully it doesn't sound like it, but uh, it does come up a lot because people have obviously had bad experiences on Kickstarter with other IPs. But all I can say to that is that at the end of the day, there's a completely different IP here when we're talking about Blissane, completely different development team, uh, completely different everything. So yeah, different publishers. I would just invite people. Everything. Yeah. So everything yeah. is different. The only. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it, they get p- compared a lot because they're both Kickstarter games, and maybe they had some previous staff that was involved uh, more so in the past than they do today. But um, really, when you have a different uh, you know, art team, different development team, different creative team and directing team. Um, Inti Creates is less involved now. Uh, they were a common thread, but they uh, now they're really just focusing on the prequel game. Um, right. You know, all the music's different. I mean, is there anything that's really the same other than their uh, love letters to previous games and they were both Kickstarter successes? I don't think that's that a good they, point. That's, yeah, I don't think they actually... really have anything else in common. Um, yeah. they're both 2.5D but uh, Bloodstained already looks uh, like a completely different style of game and mechanics than that other game so moving on um, Dr. Yupio or Drupio says are you planning to use the speedrunning community to promote the game and we've already kind of yeah, seen definitely. that in the past uh, yeah Rom Scout was part of the original Kickstarter uh, he, he sped run or speed run speed runed I don't know how to do say that in the past <laughs> Well, uh, right in front of Iga on the couch, uh, he speedruns the game. And, um, you know, he actually went with Iga to E3 and uh, met back up with him. So uh, we already have kind of ROM Scout uh, helping us promote the game. Uh, but as far as the future goes, do we have um, any planned promotions with speedrunners? So at the moment, no, we, we don't have, you know, like concrete plans saying we will do this at this date and, and, and all that. But it's definitely part of my, you know, uh, what I want to do plan. Let's just call it that. That's not what I call it, you know, at work, but I'm just, you know, being <laughs> informal here. Uh, it's it's one of the many things that, that we're uh, looking to integrate into our marketing and even just the overall experience for our fans, because we know. Uh, I'm I'm not part of that community because I would I would just suck so bad at trying to speedrun. But <laughs> there's a lot of people that either are good at it or love it. So we definitely want to you know it's it's part of the heritage. It's part of the uh, what makes the, the the IP great. What makes uh, Igvaniacs happy. So it's definitely something that I have my eye on. All right, cool. Um, so I'm Repairman Man. I'm Repairman Man. That sounds like <laughs> a great superhero. He's Repairman Man. Uh, I guess he was dropped into a cave full of repairmen and came out with uh, a whole new secret identity. But um, he asked, what happened to the monthly updates? So I'm assuming he's talking about the Kickstarter monthly updates. Uh, To answer that, um, I can say that everyone will be very relieved and happy to know that 
we're focusing on updating people as often and as necessary as you know as possible because we don't want to just kind of you know uh, bleed out information until it just becomes noise but at the mm -hmm. same time we basically hunkered down and focused on development and getting everything uh, kind of set in a row if, if you want to use that expression so updates from kickstarter kind of took a bit of a back burner second seat but uh we're definitely going to be communicating a lot more this everything you see here me on the podcast uh you know integrating or interacting with uh, the social platforms and everyone online that's literally the very tip of the iceberg it's there's so much coming excellent that's such great news uh luke westmoreland asks will amiibo support be considered for the switch version which we've kind of already talked about but uh he also wants to know um is there a possibility of any further indie game characters cameos beyond shovel knight like it would be cool to see like shantae or somebody also uh thrown in there somehow yeah that's uh that's that's an interesting question that's uh that does that does sound cool. That's uh, huh? That's so that's so strange. That's uh, that's interesting. <laughs> what other five hundred five games uh have something that might mesh well in your opinion with Bloodstain? I mean, off the top of my head, I can think of a few uh that would possibly no. I don't. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think. I mean, there's there was some other game that people really cared about. I can't remember what it's called now, but. It's on the. It's a uh, independence. I, I don't know. I'll I'll think of it later. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure we'll see what's uh what's possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. Okay, so uh, Castle Dan yes. has questions, and Castle Dan's here. Hi, hi, Dan. Uh, I see you there in chat. Um, he says, "Are Morte the replacement for skeletons?" Very good question, and I get that a lot. And you'll have to forgive me because I can't give you an answer. Mm, okay. But it will eventually, or we will rather eventually. Okay. Uh, well, we know we know it's something that's uh, that's important. Let's just put it that way. All right. Well, uh, Castle Dan just wanted to to nudge you to nudge the de development team to either make Morte <laughs> a little bit more skeletal quality or uh, or have skeletons, but um. He also wants to know, like, do weapons and special spells uh, have button input codes? Uh, we've we've heard it confirmed before, but we still just want to make sure it's it's uh, right that we will be able uh, to do That's actually like a... something I don't have um, oh, visibility okay. on at the moment, but uh, I can definitely add that to the uh, list I was talking about, and uh, it's something that I'm going to be briefed on very soon anyway. So. But if it's been confirmed, I'm sure, you know, uh, the general rule to follow, at least with us in this game, is that if something has been confirmed, unless we've come out uh, publicly and officially saying, you know, sorry, we weren't able to deliver on this, and this is the reason why, uh, I know it's human nature to worry about things, but unless that's happened, uh, it's there's no reason to worry. All right. Well, um, it, you, you guys can pin that on me if I'm wrong. I thought that it was confirmed, and I, I still do. I thought I heard that during a Twitch stream somewhere uh, in the E3 interviews, I believe. But uh, there's a great spot on the forums to go and check. It's called External Articles, and there's a lot of stuff posted in there you can dig through to find that kind of stuff. Um, recording you know, what information we find in there should be a priority, too. That way we don't have to scratch our heads about where we heard things. But anyways, yeah, uh, onward, uh, Castle Dan had more questions. Um, in terms of the alpha, how much 
will the alpha be showing off of the game? So that's actually something that we're in the process of locking down right now. So I wish I could say, you know, it'll be X amount or X percentage of the game, but we're literally doing that right now. So uh, when I respond to some people online who are, you know, <laughs> very anxious, just like we all are to play the alpha and they ask where it is and I just post soon, uh, that's because it's soon. <laughs> all right. So um, are there transformations in the game? Oh boy. Uh, no comment. <laughs> All right. Will the familiars have more personality like they did in Symphony of the Night? Or are they going to just be more like uh, enemies that just kind of hover around, no voice acting? So that's actually something else that we're going to be uh, working on um, next week with our play. So unfortunately, it's uh, bad timing as far as answering it right now. But we'll definitely be able to answer that pretty soon. All right. Uh, Bovel asks, has a level cap been decided? And uh, the first demo, we saw a limit of 255, because Leo Le they they played it to that point. They got it max leveled. It was amazing. Well, that's definitely a question for Igarashi-san himself. He's, uh, him and his team are, you know, it's, it's one of those deaf things that uh, like I mentioned before, and this is proof of me not, you know, I don't want to wade in there and say this is what they're going to do or what they should do. It's, one, it's just for him. Um, Crocodile says, Transformations all the Knights of Azure are way better than just turning into enemies. So, uh, there, message delivered. <laughs> I'm not sure I've played Knights of Azure. Sorry. I have to uh, look it up. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm familiar. Okay. Well, we got to get schooled. Um, one Salinas Jr. says, uh, will there be an option to turn off the animation for when Miriam gets a new shard? So there's actually a lot of work being done with that right now. And since we know it's going to be uh, an integral and, you know, kind of staple of the game, it's an integral part of the game, uh, we're... And hopefully quite soon we'll be able to make a few announcements that'll make uh, more people happy because there's been a few questions about that. You know, people asking, will we seeing different animations? Will we be able to turn it off? Or, you know, will there be different sound effects for Miriam Scream? And all I can say right now is that it's something that they're, you know, in the process of implementing in the game. So again, another, another question for Yurashi-san and his team. Okay. Uh, Dan from, Dan from Umbrella... Now, they say they're Dan from Umbrella, but this sounds like a Castle Dan question to me. Coincidence? I think not. This may be shenanigans. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Dan. Um, they ask, are there any shields in the game? We've previously been told that there are no shields. Now, as of this moment, I haven't seen uh, any shields. And uh, if, if, you know, like I said before, what's been confirmed unless it's been disproven, uh, it's good to stick to that. Uh, that, you know, I love shields just as much as the next guy, uh, big Dark Souls fan here, but um, we will definitely uh, telling people if that changes, though. All right. So we are going to want to recruit you on our special team here, the Goofball Defense Force. Okay. Would you please join the Goofball Defense oh. Force? Oh, <laughs> so I am very aware of the Goofball Defense Force. And <laughs> yes, thank you, Ankaria. Um, so I'm going to have to say no, but 
don't despair. I have to say no for a very good reason. If I join it, it's going to make me hard to advocate for it. So I'm not joining it so I can advocate for everyone that wants our lovable goofball somewhere in the game and as much of a presence as possible. So there, that's my answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brent says that uh, he's gathering great questions for, for from chat, and I've seen a few too. I've got some questions that were previously asked on the forums I'd like to get through, but Brent, if you wouldn't mind sure. holding on to those and, uh, and reading those um, when I get through a few more of these. Um, we were sure. talking about alpha access earlier and, uh, let's see, Leviathan was asking what's the statuses of, uh, backer access to the alpha. By status, you mean when is it coming or like, right. yeah, like when that, when does that yeah. happen? <laughs> All right. Well, I really wish I could, uh, give an announcement right now. Uh, trust me. It's like, uh, you know constant struggle for me not to spoil things but uh when the we'll alpha keep it is coming and, it's and, just between us yeah <laughs> just between us and our cozy little few hundred uh people listening on twitch and discord uh <laughs> no the, an announcement uh like i mentioned before um how we're going to be ramping up communication uh people are going to be having an announcement on that very soon awesome very soon very very soon in a matter of days or months <laughs> i'm just kidding weeks maybe no i'm, just I'm sorry you were cracking up there i couldn't i couldn't uh couldn't hear you <laughs> uh right yeah it happens um let's see yeah. what else did leviathan want um you, for buyers who purchase a physical copy of the game do you know what kind of box art we might expect um is our backers limited to or are backers the only one that get the ayame kojima art i think so but um, uh, one of the rewards is the kind of um, exclusive, quote unquote, uh, or, but um, that's something else that since we know how high of a quality level that art is and, and how everyone is looking forward to it, we're basically trying to straddle that line, that balance of not keeping things a secret too long, but also revealing them and making sure that everyone, or at least as, mon as many people as possible, are aware when we use it as a, as a, you know, as an announcement, as a, something to talk about. I see. I see. Okay. Well, that's an interesting question. I, I really like the answer. Um, what, let's see. X brand. I've already gone over the Nintendo stuff. Andre asks, when will the game be available for pre-order on PlayStation, Xbox, and Steam? Um, it's something that's obviously going to happen uh, a little bit later on though. Um, probably, uh, nearer to uh, when you could expect uh, some trailers to start dropping and and real kind of uh, broadband visibility, if you want to call it that. Um, but yeah, it's going to happen. Just uh, don't expect it, you know, tomorrow. <laughs> I see. Um, all right. So, Alu Trick, a uh, good member of our forums, there asks or says, "Welcome, Angel. Uh, my question is, what type and?" quality of material can we expect for the physical items for example would the map be made of parchment or cloth or would it be designed in a way that feels authentic to the era the game takes place in sure that's a that's a really great question and all i can tell you right now is that i'm working with a fan gamer they're really great people um as we're gonna make sure that all of the quality levels all of the items that have you know certain materials that it's all on point 
not only because, but I'm selfish in this because uh, I backed the game just like everyone else. Um, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I was at a rather one of the higher levels, and I'm looking forward to my merch, and I want it to be good. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, did you were you aware of Bloodstained when it was first being kickstarted, or did you come in later? Oh yeah, definitely. I was, uh, you know, I, I was one of the many people that. Uh, discovered the the Bloodstain brand when it first went out live on Kickstarter. Saw the video, uh, kind of. I was aware of Igarashi-san before that because of Symphony of the Night and everything, but never really uh, and everything. So it was uh, it was definitely an experience watching that video. Awesome, dude! I am so glad that you were an early backer and uh, you know didn't just come in and be like, okay, Bloodstain's now my job, and then back at that point. That's that was personally important to me. Uh, I know it's kind of snobby, but uh, you're doing a great job either way, uh, no matter if that was true or not. But it just adds an extra little bit of, wow, this guy is really a fan. So uh, I'm sure we're we're all excited to uh, to learn that, I hope. Um, so Ray Soul says, considering that the special backer version of the game, uh, The Alchemist Treasure, has a slipcase designed by Ayami Kojima, is it possible that we also get a poster of Ayami's art? I know that the collector box includes an Amano poster, but I really want Ayami's poster for the wall. And uh, Brent agrees. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool, man. Um, I would definitely shell out some extra cash to get a poster of that. Yeah, you, you and me both. Um, well, the way I can answer that is by saying that right now all the backer awards are basically locked in. Um, but like I mentioned before, I kind of alluded to this, there are a lot of plans right now in the works for different kinds of merchandise, different kinds of uh, swag, whatever you want to call it. And literally nothing is off the table and it's just, you know, at the very early stages right now. So I can't say yes, you know, I can't say, you know, happy to tell you yes, but I can say uh, that it's not a no. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. And Let's see who said that in the in the chat. Somebody mentioned the ring. Someone mentioned the ring, and I'm thinking um, a handcrafted ring that Ego would make would be amazing to own. But I would also just like the cheap ass version that was made from a mold from something that he can't handcrafted. If they were to sell that, I would definitely buy one of those too. Um, even if it's not handcrafted, it's a it's a ring that Ego had designed. I would love to do that. Sure. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's a very good point. That's yeah, hmm, that's interesting. Hmm. Uh, Brent asks, uh, "What category of thing that you can't talk about? Do you want to continue from from there? I'll I'll let you grab that question, Brent." Oh, jeez! Wow. <laughs> what do you, What do you mean? Wow? Are you already scared? Brent's trying to torture me. He's trying to he's he's trying to interrogate me. I see how it is. Well, you signed up for this, buddy. Uh, so my question was going to be, uh, it's kind of a leading question, as you'll be able to tell pretty soon, but basically, um, what category of thing, what genre of, um, of piece of Bloodstain are you most excited to tell us about, but you can't quite cover it yet? Like just a general thing, like if it's music, if it's a feature, if it's a character, what the broad category of thing do you really want to shell out, but you can't quite do it yet? Okay, that's that's easier. That's uh, I was expecting it to be much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll be selfish and answer that from a personal perspective. So one of the biggest things I love 
are the weapons, uh, the items, the things that you really kind of use to customize not only the way you play, but also the way you look in the game. Uh, and that's, you know, that's true for me in most RPGs. Most games have some level of customization. And when I take a look at the weapons that are in the game, and especially some of the things that fit more my personal tastes, whether that be because you like uh, uh, a holy weapon or uh, an ice weapon or a fire weapon or whatever may be your, your, your case. Those are the things that just make me kind of like Homer Simpson drool, if you know what I mean. And, and I want to just be like, oops, did I accidentally copy that to Twitter? Oh, my bad. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely weapons, items, anything and everything that customizes Miriam and, and the experience because it's really, it's just, it's just mind blowing. Like I love 2D games like uh, Child of Light, like I've talked about and Ori and the Blind Forest and all, all the great ones. But the level of customization in Bloodstain is just, it's just beautiful and it's just amazing. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm a sword man myself. I know you mentioned those earlier, and I, I actually I actually collect sharp swords myself, so I'm one of those oh, weird, nice. you know. I haven't cut any bottles yet, but I always wanted to. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, be sure to get it on film, uh, Brent, if you ever decide to chop water bottles in half in your backyard with your swords. I want to see that. Hey, but there's already the video of me like using the umbrella as a rapier when I submitted that to the Vine contest. So I know, there, now that, that's already gone. out there. Uh, but I, I, it, it lives within my heart, uh, your video of the umbrella attack. All right, so Incaria Jin has a slew of great questions. Um, how does the Bloodstain team connect when they are in different teams in different locations? So we have this big booth, and uh, people go in, and there's this big bright light, and you hear a bit of a scream, but then you just appear on the other side of the ocean, and you're at the Art Play Studio, and it's you know pretty it's pretty simple. Oh, so it's not just me that travels around like that. All right. Um, also, <laughs> no, I'm uh, just. I'm just kidding. It's the the real answer is that there's a lot of boring, uh, not nearly as exciting answers like uh, Skype and video conferencing and emails and phone calls. And we're all kind of, even though we're working together, we're all treating each other like we're just friends hanging out in the sense of, hey, you know, call me whenever you need to or write to me whenever you need me to. All right. Um, in Keria, you had a screenshot comparison that you wanted to bring up. Um, if you're there and you can paste that now, that would be great. But uh, basically, he says that he's noticed that the inside church area, early concept screenshots from IGM have a blue glowing lights in the background windows. And in the E3 2017 demo, it had changed. Uh, why and will they be elsewhere? Sure. So this is one of those things that I get to give a very satisfying answer to, or at least an almost very satisfying answer. Uh, I saw this on the forums and uh, myself, you know, being just as much looking to the game as anyone else i really like that cool effect in the background with the uh blue lights and the windows and everything so i went to my producer who is you know great guy you know knows his stuff and i said hey you know what happened what's uh, what's this about is it uh, gonna be final or what have you and basically long story short we're gonna be talking to our play very soon uh next week and um uh, we talk to our play every day but you know what i mean like working more intensively and this is going to be one of the things that we bring up and uh just you know see what the situation is and uh we're very confident that it's one of those cases where uh we're still in pre-alpha the building and 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 creation phase of the game and lighting for as difficult and complicated as it is is one of those things that uh you want to try and make sure 
is universally applied, right? You don't want to put it on a work in progress uh, and call that your final lighting pass and then add things to that work in progress that change the lighting, that change the effects. So we're confident that um, it's it's still a work in progress and we'll have some better news and, and more specific news to give. But uh, the, the satisfying part of the answer is that I care about that just as much as Incaria and it's something that I'm going to be uh, speaking with uh, my sir to the team about. Excellent, man. Um, great answer. Uh, I just saw a, a question that um, uh, Retro Nutcase asked about uh, the way you can do attack cancels and stuff to uh, to attack faster and, and do speedrunning tricks and stuff with. And you, you should look at ROM Scout's uh, input on that as a, I think he's the record holder for Symphony of the Night speedruns, and he was very wow. pleased with the mechanics of Bloodstained. So uh, there are previous videos on that that you can find on the forums. But uh, to continue with Incaria's questions, um, what's your favorite in- environment thus far? Thus far. Oh wow. Well, I wish I could talk about things that uh, haven't been shown yet, but uh, I'll just say that out of the things that have been public so far, it'll probably be the church area, just because it gives that uh, you know traditional Gothic uh, cathedral kind of vibe. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of areas and a lot of areas that you will probably be surprised at, hopefully. All right. Um, uh, Mike, just to interject, just to interject a little bit there with, um, Retro Nutcase's question. Mm-hmm. He actually wasn't talking about speedrun tricks as far as going faster. He's referring to sequence breaks and like using tricks to, um, get further with your, when you're not really supposed to in soft locks versus hard locks. So the later games in the Igafania kind of, you know, got rid of those. So he's talking about... Oh, glitching uh, out, like glitching through walls and stuff like that? Is that more along Yeah, the lines? so he's, he's wondering Yeah, he's wondering how hard, like, the game is going to be as far as um, how tough it locks out those tricks where you use um, certain mechanics, certain abilities to get further than you normally would. Because the, the, oh, the later Igafania kind of did away with that some. Huh. Well, I would assume, but I, had, I can't really speak on that. So... Uh, that's probably one of the things that we're only going to be able to find once the final version's out there and we try to break it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if we probably we probably just <laughs> answer this question. We probably just don't know yet. Right. Um, and Carrie asks, will, will save rooms be multi-purpose? Are there a lot of, uh, there's lots of fun ideas we have about t- how we can use them in other ways. Yes, I am definitely aware <laughs> of those ideas. Uh, I wish I could answer that, but uh, it's not my place. So I'll just leave that question to uh, Igarashi-san and his team. Uh, is there any word on if Bloodstain will allow modding, uh, maybe even a Steam Workshop? Hmm. Wow, mods, huh? What uh, What are those? <laughs> uh, so this is a question I personally have a lot of investment in. I think that modding can extend the life of a game by, you know, leaps and bounds. So uh, when the demo came out, uh, we were able to unpack all of the assets and then change them and repack them. Uh, Those kinds of things are awesome. And we hope that that is going to be left the way it was in that demo. So if that's, if that at least is uh, the same I'll be satisfied. But uh, having stuff like a supported Steam Workshop and stuff like that, 
I, I don't quite have those expectations, and I, I wouldn't expect that because they need to focus on other things. So all I'll say is that I have always loved mods. I've made tons of mods for certain games in the past, and everyone should look forward to uh, news in the future about the Bloodstained game. I love that answer. Thank you, sir. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, can you confirm angelic and demonic costumes for Miriam? Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so like I mentioned, I love everything and anything uh, angelic or holy warrior and, and games, so I can't confirm them, but I can tell you that uh, when I'm going to be talking with Igarashi-san, if it's not in the game, it's going to be the one thing I ask him for. I'm going to be like, Igarashi-san, I'm not going to ask you for anything else. I'll do whatever you want. I'll, I'll go get your laundry. But uh, I'm going to be advocating for an angelic uh, outfit or, you know, halo accessory, whatever you want to call it. And to be fair to those who, you know, like the demonic look instead and you know, makes sense anyway uh, for there to be that counterpart. So I can't confirm it, but uh, you, you can stay, you can rest assured that I'll be asking for it. <laughs> Incaria also talks about the drops in games seem to be bags instead of actually dropping the weapons or items that they're uh, that are dropping. Uh, is that final or is that just work in progress stuff? Sure. That's probably a question the best for the uh, development team. But uh, just speaking from a personal standpoint, it's probably just a matter of um, keeping the game clean, if that makes sense. Um, in the sense that it's one thing to have bags on the floor and you're picking up items and then you, you know, but it's another thing to have you know, the Borderlands effects where <laughs> where you have just a bunch of stuff on the ground and, and you don't know what you're looking at. And uh, not to mention, I'm sure that, you know, making a little uh, object uh, representation of then the item that you're using is, you know, just extra work. But like I said, it's, it's a question for the dev team. I, I'm just really speculating at that point. All right. Fair enough. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, crafting and forging. Uh, those systems are completely unknown to us. Uh, is there anything you can give us on that, or will there be news coming? Oh, man. Uh, I wish I could uh, I could talk about it now. All I can say is that I've seen the rumors, I've seen the, the concerns, TM, uh, people <laughs> uh, wondering about whether or not it was still in the game. Um, and like I mentioned before, it's something that's been confirmed. Uh, we've never uh, talked about taking it out or it not being available so crafting is definitely in the game um there's going to be a lot of amazing things you can uh, make and create and even a lot of uh things that uh you know might not be amazing looking but are uh, along the lines of uh the things that we were talking about like those small cool little things that make a game special so uh yeah keep uh, keep an eye out because there's gonna be some things to uh devour and uh, drool over like wall meat or wall mac? Wall meat. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not familiar with that concept. I don't think. Uh, are Are you sure that's something that's been in a an Igarashi game? I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> right. I. I think. I think they have. Um. But we would settle for mac and cheese since we know Iga loves it so much, and that's a new <laughs> discovery for him. Um. Will the retro style area in the main game be uh, the same sprites used in the prequel? Oh, wow. Uh, that's definitely a question for the dev team. I'm not exactly sure if they're exactly the same. Uh, I know that they share similar styles and, uh, you know, are going to be visually kind of representative of each other, but um, I don't want to be a liar, so I'll just let the dev team handle that one. 
Um, are there any uh, mold goals or anything in the Kickstarter that has been cut so far? I'm sorry, you said, are there any what? Any of the stretch goals and the modes, did we overshoot with those? Or, you know, has any of that been cut? Or can we still expect everything that was approved during the Kickstarter? Oh, yeah, definitely. Nothing has been cut. Uh, everything is, you know, on its way, uh, being worked on some nice and smooth. Uh, <laughs> sorry if that sounds like uh, PR speak, but, uh, but yeah, nothing's been cut. Uh, New Game Plus, are we going to be able to continue with our items? Or does it start over uh, without the items? That's something else. Uh, that's one of the first questions I uh, started looking into, um, just because it's one of those details that comes in at relatively a later time because it's kind of the flip of the switch sort of thing from a development standpoint. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't have an answer on that yet, but I will soon. All right. Uh, can you play co-op with uh, one Steam version together with a GOG version or maybe PS Vita and PS4 cross-platforming Xbox One and PS4? Do we know For PC, there won't be any kind of problems. You won't have any kind of restrictions of, you know, oh, I have a Steam copy, you have a GOG copy, you know. Um, as far as cross-platform and everything like that, <laughs> I wish I could uh, talk about things, but uh, uh, you'll, you'll be hearing the answer soon. Excellent. Let's put it that way. You won't have to wait until the uh, launch trailer. <laughs> awesome. Um can you give us information about the prequel in terms of how far into development that's reached? And uh, is that coming out before or after the main game? Sure. So uh, I can tell you, I can answer the first part of that question. Uh, the development is, you know, pretty much on schedule and, and nothing is really out of the ordinary, so to speak. Um, as far as when it's coming out, uh, especially in, in terms of compared to Bloodstain and all that, uh, Again, that's one of those things that uh, you're going to get a nice flashy announcement for. <laughs> awesome. All right. We're almost done with Incarious Questions. Only two more left. And then we can get uh, we can open it up to uh, all these great questions I'm seeing in the Discord and the Twitch streams. Uh, will sure. Familiars be... I, even call, I got one myself. <laughs> uh, will Familiars be limited to the blue color versions we see of the monsters encountered in the game? Oh, boy. Well, uh... Let's just let's just file that under. It's not my place to spoil. And uh, once people get some ha get their hands on some media that's uh, that's coming their way, uh, that question will be answered. All right. Uh, that sounds like a no. It's not limited. I'm just going to go out on the limb for that one. Uh, does Iga's biggest castle mean just the castle, or is the village and the uh, the ship included in that? So by the Iga's biggest castle, um, it's the castle itself, if you want to limit it just to the castle, is, you know, going to be enormous. But uh, it's definitely kind of like the entire game sort of thing. And the entire game is basically going to be the biggest game he's done in, in that sort of sense in, in size and, and scope for this genre. All right. So with that, Brent, if you want to start pulling questions from uh, the different chats and, and uh, asking them to to angel that would be awesome and I'll, I'll start looking at some myself yeah i've already um put several from the discord into a text document just um kind of uh ad hoc well, here but in that case i won't interject you just keep them coming then all right cool so um the first one i got actually was from Gunlord himself and who's one of our mods and a great guy and from the castlevania dungeon smoop smoop uh so it's smoop <laughs> all right so first thing from Gunlord. 
is um do you know much about uh bloodstain's budget situation a lot of my friends are worried about how much it costs to get deco on board so i was wondering if you could talk a bit about that how does the situation look in terms of money and time to completion sure sure so i can't talk about actual numbers of course but I can answer that question by saying, yes, uh, I am totally uh, aware and apprised of all those numbers. And uh, everyone, uh, no matter if you've backed it at the, the minimum or the, the maximum, uh, no one has worry or cause for worry. Uh, we're on track. We're on schedule. We're supporting the game as much as it needs to be supported and, and, and constantly looking at new ways to support it, uh, not only here in the U.S., but globally. So... Um, I don't want to sound like, you know, uh, Daddy Warbucks or anything, but uh, we are 100% behind the game. And uh, no one's, you know, worried about running out of money or not making it on time or not being able to deliver the game. So uh, none of our fans should be worried either. That's great news because historically budget has been a, a limiting factor for Ego because, you know, he he only had what he had from Konami and he had a really tight development schedule too, only a year I believe for Portrait of Ruin. Um, so that's pretty rough, but now he has the, these resources and this awesome facility facilitating factors like the community we have, like you guys and just the, um, the awesome people involved. It's just, everyone is great. So um, next question from Gunlord is uh, regarding mana. We haven't talked about her yet. Is she still the, is she still a communications uh, manager? Yeah. So Mana's technically still the communications manager. She's, just been kind of taking on so many uh, greater and greater responsibilities uh, that with me coming on board, uh, I never looked to replace her or, you know, uh, supplant her or anything like that. Uh, it's always been kind of a, uh, let me help you out since you're doing all this amazing stuff and, and helping out with really important things for the game development. Um, and just kind of, you know, continue the the great work that she's been doing and uh yeah just kind of plug some some holes so to speak all right excellent that's good to hear and um we have put two and two together in the past and we have kind of an inkling that she might be working on the backer portraits for the game so everyone can look forward to that talking about mana definitely is not an amazing artist and uh, <laughs> definitely did not stare at her art for more than I should have. So yeah. Yeah. I found her art on David art, her, her account and her website just by accident because um, we needed to email her money to buy the team donuts. And I just looked at the, like the domain name of her email address. And I was like, wait a minute, what is this? And it was her website and the art blew me away. And I had to make a thread about it immediately because yeah, uh, she, she's, she's done all this art for games that I'm a huge fan of. Cause I'm a big Valkyrie profile fan. My, that's what my name is from. And she's done carriage from that. And that's really obscure. So it just blew me away. Yeah. Yeah. But it uh, was so impressive to me that uh, I took a very kind of meh approach and didn't care about appearing like a creep. When I sent her uh, a LinkedIn request request, when I literally had just joined the company, I was like, Hey, this is Roberto. I'm, you know, new guy and going to be working with you. By the way, I love your art and it's amazing. And oh my God, you know, how can you make such amazing art? <laughs> yeah, basically. And she's in, she was inspired by Yami Kojima herself. So it's really right. cool to me that she's like kind of grassroots. She was a fan and now she's getting involved with the project. So she's like one of us and she's working with Iga in the art, art, you know, avenue and being a fan of Yami Kojima is just amazing. But, uh, so uh, let me not uh, gush too much here. We're going to go on to the next question. Uh, so Sunraiser asks, um, what are the food items like? Uh, will we get as many as we had in Symphony? 
Oh, wow. Uh, let's just say that uh, people are going to be very happy when they see what food is in the game and how you get the food and what effects it has. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry to be so, such a tease, but, yeah, it's going to be great. That's what I expected. Uh, good to hear. All right. So uh, going on, we're going to have uh, Crocodile ask a few questions here. And uh, first of all, uh, he's wondering about the, you know, the bell in the, the E3 build from this past year. Oh, that my was... God. That was the... Oh, jeez, you stole it from me. That was going to be my one. Uh, this is proof that I'm not a sellout and, and I'm going to confront the, the bad questions, but or not the bad questions, the, the uncomfortable questions. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, the way I wrote it out in my text document was just the bell, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes, that's great. Oh, geez. Yeah, I am aware. Uh, it was one of the first things I saw on the forums and, and uh, from the gameplay videos. Um, <laughs> let's just say that uh, you are not offending me. You're not offending anyone on the dev team, I'm sure. We want to hear that from fans so if you not only the bell but even in the future if you ever see something within reason you know please don't tear us to shreds we we're all humans with feelings and hearts but uh we are aware and igarashi-san like i mentioned has an insanely high quality bar and i mean that in a good way not the bad way uh and he's not gonna let he's not gonna sign off on things if that quality bar isn't met so uh i am aware of the bell i've seen the bell uh, I think it's awesome because, you know, it kind of hints at things to come, uh, dot, dot, dot. But, uh, yeah, uh, you can expect uh, improvements. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I saw that, it was, like, almost clearly to me like a placeholder thing. I didn't intend that. Sure. Like, I didn't see it as, a, like, a final asset or anything. So I don't think it's even mean really to pick on it because it was kind of like, okay, that's just there for now. But um, One of those and- things that kind of stands out because it's so big and, you know, interactive in the environment and everything but it's it's normal to worry about it but i would say don't worry all right so um next thing is this is an interesting question this was um actually a while back i think it was 2016 but we had a poll on the forum uh regarding castle design and different regions for the castle uh do you have any do you you know of any like influence that might have had if they they talked about that i'm sure mana brought it up a few times with the team but you know of any influence that that poll we had had on the uh, the game. So I haven't spoken specifically to the to the team about that poll and you know what decisions they made because of it, but I know just because it's something that we talk about at uh, fan feedback and uh, callouts on the forums and anywhere really online, all of that gets funneled to the team. Uh, obviously, in a condensed, summarized format, we don't you know just dump 200 pages of printouts. Uh, <laughs> on Hiroshi-san's desk, but uh, I would be um, lying if I said, "Oh yeah, that specific thing." I know that we talked about that, but uh, just logic would dictate that it had an effect and that they listened and and took that into consideration. Um, not to say that uh, Igarashi-san de- decided to change everything according to that poll, because I'm sure uh, everyone is aware uh, Igarashi-san is very uh, open and attentive to fans and concerns and everything, but at the end of the day, he's going to incorporate that and take it into consideration rather than just have a knee-jerk reaction and say, oh, well, you know, such and such many people didn't like that, so it must be horrible, if you know what I mean. 
Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, so, uh, yeah, remember we worked on that poll. It was a big project for the uh, for the forum. We had to like aggregate a lot of data. We had to put a lot of things in motion to get that working, and it was really fun. But and we initially planned on doing a lot of that kind of thing, but it was it was so much on the mod team and so much on the, the members that we didn't do another one. But I'm pretty sure that um, that it at least got Savannah and uh, and she said she told us back in the day that she would bring these things up to the team. She would actually pull up threads and like have Ega like over her shoulder right. and like point at point at things on the screen. And right, the, right. Like, you know, show him threads and stuff. So, yeah. Well, um, a lot of people might not know this about because uh, you know a lot of things about the game industry are kind of nebulous. But that's part of what community managers do. Uh, part of their job is basically uh, aggregating and summarizing the, the the biggest concerns and hopes and wishes of the player base and presenting them in a clear, concise way to the dev team and saying, hey these are the biggest issues and, and worries or the biggest things that players are hoping for. So uh, if, if, you know, I'm not uh, aware of that poll specifically, but if from what it sounds like, I'm, I'm definitely sure that they talked about it. Uh, well, we All have right. a, a certain section of the forums just dedicated to uh, game suggestions and feedback, and it's very organized and we moderate it in a very different way. You're so going out some, Mike. Yeah, if we can utilize the parts on the forums that were made specifically for the, the user feedback stuff, uh, there's a lot we can do with that. So if that helps you, uh, just let us know how you want us to see it used, and, and we can format it in a way that condenses it in a easily uh, funneled way. So uh, that that sure, is a tool sure, yeah. available to you. Yeah, definitely. The uh, the suggestion uh, section on the forum is really great. It was really fun the first time I, I read through that. Um, but yeah, we can definitely take a look at that and see how we can uh, kind of summarize it and, and condense it already before we even present it and, and bring it up to the team. All right, so uh, I've got some more here. Uh, next is uh, from Lesteroth. This is from earlier. I f he forgot to ask if there would be any steampunk elements in Bloodstain. And I, for one thing, I know that um, there's a plague mask. I remember that at least. Yeah, uh, I wish I could answer a question like that, but unfortunately, that's really going to the core of what's going to be in the game. So I'm going to leave that on the, until another time when Igarashi-san and his team uh, want to talk about something. <laughs> All right. Uh, one more from Crocodile from earlier. Um, what happened to the starfish enemies from the very first prototype of the game? Uh, they seemed like they were going to be the Medusa heads of the game, but then they got replaced by the Delahammer heads. You know anything about little starfish guys? Uh, no, unfortunately, I don't. Uh, that's something I can definitely add uh, to my list, though, because that's definitely a, a developer side question. And when I say I'm adding that to my list, I don't mean to you know feel let anyone feel like they're being yard or whatever i have an actual list <laughs> of things that i'm uh uh writing down and noting down and you know we'll actually be going over uh with the team and we do that regularly so yeah okay so i just have uh, three more here uh, at least for now one more from sunraiser uh will there be an empty room like in harmony of dissonance where we have to gather or need or we can gather furniture and play interior designer and make it look pretty I don't know if you played that game or not, but uh, Juiced Belmont could find random pieces of furniture in the in the castle and make his own little room, kind of like how we had a big thread about Miriam's room earlier, where it would make sense for Jeeble to have a room for Miriam in the castle. So we're wondering about that. Right. Well, <laughs> oh, geez. It's funny just because a lot of the questions that you're asking me very innocently are a lot harder to resist spoiling things 
than the question that you gave me specifically trying to spoil things. Uh, all I'll say is that there's going to be a lot of things regarding customization and really letting the player uh, express themselves with uh, how they play and how they look and how they interact with the environment. So I can't give an answer right now, but uh, just uh, look forward to it. Awesome. All right. Um, so next one is from Retro Nutcase, and uh, he asks, can we expect to see any abilities or Easter eggs that act as nods to Castlevania, or as close to as they can, rather, without going into copyright infringement, such as uh, classic uh, Castlevania sub-weapons like the Cross, Holy Water, or Symphony's Best Sword ever, the Chrysogram, Bowman Way? And I'll, I'll answer that ahead of time. I, I, I've asked the same thing, I think, twice in, a, in official capacity already, and they're kind of trying to avoid that, but I'll let um, Angel say. Yeah, and I mean, that that makes sense, really, if you think about it, because at the end of the day, Bloodstain is going to be a spiritual successor. It's not going to be a Castlevania version XYZ, if you know what I mean. Uh, they're building a completely just... I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not going to go into a gush mode, because otherwise it'll sound like I'm trying to sell the game, but it's it's a well, completely that's okay. new IP. We, that's, that's okay to do. We're fans. <laughs> we want to hear that. So gush away. Right. All right. Well, let's just say that expectations out of the water it's let's just put it that way it, it looks amazing it plays amazing there's so many things about it that we haven't even talked about that people don't even know to ask about yet so all i'll say is that are justly norm you know it's human nature to say oh well are, gonna, are there going to be all these callbacks and yeah there's going to be like that feeling and it's like i said a spiritual successor so you're, you're going to get that regardless but you're going to be so uh just entrenched in all the new things that you're not probably not even going to be, you know, bothering to think, Oh, well, you know, what about that X, Y, Z thing that I saw in Castlevania three or whatever? Yeah. Got you. And I would ans actually answer it. Uh, in addition to that, uh, retro nutcase, uh, if you don't mind, you could uh, watch that last ask Ega video where I asked almost the same question and he actually gave an answer where there's some, there's not sub weapons, but there's almost something kind of like, an analog to that. There's different abilities and skills that she's going to have, which may be right. reminiscent to that. And um, he, he's aware that, you know, people want those types of things. They just can't use them uh, as direct one-to-ones. Right. So, right. Um, so uh, the next question um, is from zero star and he's asking, and I know the answer to this one too, but he asked, is this, is the character shader final? Is there a chance we could have options between character shaders in the settings? He asks because he personally uh, didn't like the black outline around characters. It makes the game characters uh, look like uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit to him. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, well, to answer the first part of the question, um, all the development is still work in progress, of course. That's you know very official <laughs> and confirmed. So don't ever look at anything and say, oh, I hate that. You know, It's never going to change, so I'm going to hate the game. And don't have the other reaction either. Don't see something and say, Oh my God, that's amazing. And you know, that's going to be how it is forever. But um, I will say to the other part of that question, the second part that we're definitely aware of. And let's just say that Igarashi san is aware. All right. Awesome. Um, so the next one I have here is from, I don't know how to say this guy's name. It's, uh, C-Y-R-I-S-S-Z-E-A-L, Cyrusiel. Um, he asks, if there are leaderboards for the game, will they be properly policed? I'm sorry, I uh, seem to have got disconnected there. Can you repeat that? 
he's asking about, um, so it was mentioned earlier there would be leaderboards for the game, and he's asking will they be properly policed? I guess he's worried about, you know, cheaters and boosting and stuff. Oh, sure, sure. Well, uh, we haven't really formalized an announcement uh, for leaderboards and everything uh, when it comes to things like that, but uh, we're definitely going to be looking to make sure that the integrity of those sort of things remains intact because no one enjoys working and uh, doing their best to achieve something in the game, get an amazing score, and then you go online and there's Troll7XY7 and he's got a score of 9 bajillion, so... Uh, <laughs> you can you can you can count on us uh, uh, doing what's necessary when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you for that because it is really lame. It kind of kills your, um, you know, the people putting forth an honest effort when they see stuff like that. Definitely. So I, I, and, and and I've run into that myself too. I, I played a game called uh, Seraph uh, uh, again, a game like with angelic stuff, and well, I'll never forget it. I was practicing and practicing and finally got the speed run level done and. Uh, you'll know how big of a deal that is for me because I mentioned I suck at speedruns. And then I finally get there. I beat the number one score, at least the one that I had remembered from before. And then I go to the leaderboard, and there's some obnoxious name with some crazy number, and I was just like, come on, give me a break. Yeah, I think we've all been there. And as much as I play fighting games, I mean, you you see that kind of thing way, way too much, especially, you know, boosting where they just, you know, have someone like a dummy account on the other end and they just you know, bump right. their score up. But uh, so last question I've got here is from Sunraiser. And uh, then I'll pass it over to Mike, see if he's got anything. And uh, Sun is asking, what about the achievement and trophy system? Uh, how's that coming along? Uh, that's probably a, a question better, better suited to the dev team. Um I don't have any bad news to give about that, so that's good news. <laughs> everything It's just, you know, add that to everything else that they're working on and is coming along smoothly, and uh, uh, we'll definitely be talking about so you can look forward to it, but uh, no bad news, so you can rest easy. Oh, uh, this just popped up right now. Uh, Bloody Tears 92 asks, uh, can you speak at all to the staggered content situation? Is that still a thing, or are they still deciding? Uh, we're still um, kind of in the process of uh, officially responding to that, but uh, yeah, you'll, you'll be. Um, all I can say right now is uh, I know that that sort of issue will definitely have made some people worry or have concerns. All I can say right now is don't worry about it, and an official uh, announcement will be coming about that pretty soon. All right, excellent. Um... You want, me to, you want me to grab some Twitch uh, questions, Mike, or you got those? Uh, if you could, that'd be great. I can only see the ones that are currently on the screen. So uh, if I click over there, it'll mess up the overlay. And uh, I think I'll your keep... mic is cutting out anyway, so it might be better. Yeah, it seems it. like Mike has some issues. Uh, I can just uh, grab one here. There's from Optunot. How do loading times differ between consoles and performance in general? Um, obviously, that's something that's going to be coming out uh, further down the line but uh really rest assured that we're looking to give a universal experience uh when it comes to frame rate when it comes to performance loading times everything uh we're looking to make sure that no matter what platform you want to play the game on it's going to be great no matter what so uh you don't have to worry about expecting or running into some situation where on ps4 it's a loading time that's super long but on xbox one there's like a low frame rate or whatever uh it's it's gonna be uh not to turn into a meme lord again but it's gonna be tight okay so uh, eat it up 86 i uh, asked earlier in the twitch chat 
Will we be able to uh, stream the alpha or the beta on Twitch? Um, that's a good question, and uh, I I don't announcement about that, but uh, I wouldn't imagine um, there being a, a no for that because it'd be kind of uh, an antagonistic uh, view to take, I think. But uh, we'll we'll definitely have an official announcement for that and and kind of have like you know. Um, rule sets or whatever you want to call it but um generally speaking i would expect just to uh have whatever comes in the alpha and then subsequent beta to be already kind of packaged to limit uh things that the team doesn't want uh being shown yet so i, I wouldn't worry about getting the alpha and then you know going on youtube and seeing the the final cutscene of the game or whatever <laughs> Yeah, I got you. All right, so uh, Dan from Umbrella has an interesting question here. So he's wondering about the pure Miriam outfit. Um, how would that be acquired? Is it something you find in the castle, or if it's unlocked outside of the main game, or do you have any information on that? So it's one of my favorite things. Uh, it's uh, the, the I have the concept art on one of my screens at work, and so the question. So thank you for the question. <laughs> Is that all you got? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's like you know I wish I could talk about it, but unfortunately you know it's it's beautiful and it's it's really just amazing. But uh, I can't talk about how you get it or where you get it. That's one of the things that's uh, it's part of the the joy and pleasure of getting the game and playing it. So I'll just leave it at that. All right. So um, so Viftech is asking. Uh, will there be like a compendium or a bestiary for all the, uh, the the monsters and the items and the stats and things like that? So the uh, the player menu and the the basically what you bring up to look at your gear and everything like that. There's a lot of work going into what's going to be shown uh, and what's going to be accessible from there, and even how you interact with the game from there. So I wish I could talk about you know the the possibility of that and and other things but since it kind of falls falls into that realm of what i mentioned before of things that people might not expect or even think to ask about i'm just gonna have to pass on that one for now all right so i noticed one from uh from sunraiser here in the chat she was asking uh speaking of load times have there been any uh difficulties faced in the switchboard in particular regarding the different resolutions uh, between handheld mode and tv console mode wow that's a that's an excellent question but that's one of those uh, technical questions that's best reserved for the dev team definitely yeah i remember someone asking earlier i don't remember if it was in the forum or where it was but someone was curious about how the um the progress on the vita version is going and I'm curious myself if uh, if Armature is working on the, the Vita and the Switch version or just the Vita. Uh, so progress on the Vita version is, you know, going fine. Uh, we talked about it uh, the other day with my producer and, and the Rplay team. Um, as far as what roles and, and, and what kind of bleed over there is with Armature and everything, uh, again, I'm going to have to let the uh, dev team defer to that just because it's one of those things that they've got their kind of finger on the pulse, so to speak, and may say, might say one thing because of something I know from a few days or a week ago, and uh, that'll be wrong and, and like someone that's lying. So, Are we all cut up on questions? 
I think we might be. I'm, I'm, I'm scanning the the, uh, the Twitch chat and the Discord, and I don't see any more right now. Dark Star Key says, will the game have little references to older movies, like in Iga's earlier work? I guess that's like Hammer Horror films or something. I hope that we get some classic right. monsters in there. Do you know of any classic monsters? Well, all I can say is that there's a reason we all love Igarashi-san and his games, and if you've grown accustomed or there are things that you expect, um, I would temper your expectations in saying that it might not be exactly what you expected, but there will be definitely things in the game that kind of speak to that spirit and that uh, creation that comes from Igarashi. So, yeah. <laughs> I have a question myself I just thought of. Um Will we know what the other playable characters are ahead of time, or will it be like the old days where we find out once we get the game and we beat the game and we unlock them? That's one of the things that I'm actually going to uh, talk to Igarashi-san about uh, next week when we have some really intense shop meetings. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that's literally in the process of being discussed and uh, approved so we know how exciting that is because i mean i know and you know people say how exciting it is uh so we're definitely trying to uh, again straddle that line where we tease stuff and we kind of hold stuff back for you know the best impact but at the same time we don't sacrifice the feeling of you know cool secrets and cool things that you find out later uh just by playing the game so it's 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 basically one of those things where we don't want to sacrifice um, the spirit and quality of the game just so we can have you know flashier marketing or whatever. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be able to give you a more uh, definite answer in the future. Uh, that's great because um, it's it's actually an interesting situation how the games are these days. Like you know back in the late '90s, we had such you know uh, little access to information back then we no one ever knew anything about the inverted castle unless you had a friend or you had some kind of inside information from like a some like obscure game mag or something but now it's so hard to recapture those types of uh, those discoveries and that feeling right. you got of knowing something special like now everyone knows everything immediately like a lot of times people watch youtube playthroughs of games before they even get them so it's really hard to recapture that feeling and unlocking something new and not expecting it and i'd really like to see that again from castlevania so that's important to me personally too um so we have another one from uh, from twitch chat here and this one's uh pretty funny um what's an example of something uh let me get this guy's name hold on Kaibak Kismet. Uh, Kaibak Kismet. What's an example of something that we're not even thinking to ask the right questions about? <laughs> oh, boy. That's... <laughs> All right. Uh, that's not even fair, right? <laughs> that's... Yeah, I mean, I don't even... <laughs> I don't even know how I can answer that one. Uh, wow. All right. Mm, no, okay. All right. I, I can answer that with uh, an equally dastardly answer. Uh, I can't give a, you know, black and white answer. Um... I'll say that something that you're not even thinking of answer of of asking about is related to movements uh, in the game and how people are worried about you know being too slow or being too fast or not fast enough or whatever. Uh, so yeah, there's uh, yeah, that's that's all I'll say. <laughs> okay, and uh, I saw one earlier here in the the Discord chat. Retro uh, Nutcase asked another one. And this is, um, I think we could answer this with uh, the crafting system, but he's asking about the whip sword. 
you know, he's asking if it's going to be, uh, you know, viable for the entire playthrough. You'd hate to see it be a typical, you know, pre-order weapon that's only got good at the very beginning and it gets sure. bad later. Yeah, no, I hate when that happens. Um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely, um, let's just say that the, the things that you'll be getting in the game, uh, various, you know, exclusive little Kickstarter rewards and stuff, you won't have to worry about something being, um, just in general, not just the Kickstarter rewards, you won't have to worry about something being the uh, have-to-use meta sort of thing, you know, like... Uh, that's not what uh, Igarashi-san is, is is creating. He's not making uh, a one-size-fits-all. Everyone is going to look this way and play this way by the end of the game, and that's that uh, sort of deal. Um, could you answer me this? Is something I've thought of as well. Is um, Ippo Yamada-san is he still working for the music on the music of the game? Because we haven't heard anything from him since like the Kickstarter snippet of that one song. Sure. Uh, I haven't asked uh, or inquired specifically, but uh, I, I can definitely add that to my list of things to, uh, you know, confirm and 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 sure. And and really, I think it's one of those things that's gonna just answer itself once we start really, uh, like I mentioned, ramping up communication and uh, featuring things that people really want to hear and see, like the music. Like I wish. <laughs> there was uh, more music to talk about already, but uh, once it comes out there, people are gonna be really uh let's just say surprise so uh that's good to hear man uh so john conley asks and i can answer half of this myself i think he's wondering if the ps4 and vita will have cross save and uh or cross buy and uh, cross save might be possible but not cross buy i'm assuming yeah no i don't i don't i wouldn't expect cross buy to happen um uh, cross save, I, I think uh, I have to check because it's in the uh, design docs. But uh, again, it's it's one of those things that'll be officially confirmed and and kind of spelled out later on. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't uh, expect for there to be. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, Dan from Umbrella is asking. Um, let's see. He's asking if, if, if enemies drop uh, rare weapons or if it's more rare materials that they drop, or is it kind of a mix of both? Uh, why not both? <laughs> yeah, probably both, yeah. I have a yeah, tougher question. And, um, sure, go ahead. So uh, in the past, we've seen quite a few uh, crazy threads uh, talking about some of the assets for the females. <laughs> and Sure. From a publisher's standpoint, do you see any problems marketing when you have uh, Vipar as a boss who has large breasts, uh, people talking about Miriam's breast size, people talking about Dominique and her breast size, and people talking about Bloodless and how she you know, loses clothes when you beat her up? Like All of these things could easily be attacked by, by you know, back in the day when Mortal Kombat had to be censored on Super Nintendo, their blood right. becomes sweats and all that stuff. I'm sure that publishers have to think about those kinds of things and how it's marketed. So uh, are these challenges for you? Um, are you just uh, wanting Iga to, you know, just do his thing and we'll handle it as it comes? Or, you know, what's the, what's the whole paradigm around that from um, 505's perspective? Sure, sure. So there are two parts of that. Uh, the first part, as far as us being worried about something, the only thing we worry about, if you can even call it worry, um, is how something is going to be rated by the ESRB. 
we are uh, just kind of conscious of that. We don't, you know, if if something happens and it and it and it affects the ESRB, it's not like we automatically go, oh, we got to cut that or whatever. But uh, it's just something we keep in mind and and work with the developer to make sure that we're staying in the rating that they want, really that that we want that all of us want for the game. Uh, as far as like uh, eventual controversies or whatever, um, we don't have uh, really like an official policy on it or whatever but it really falls back to what i was talking about before where igarashi san is the game master he has a vision for the game uh there's a reason for things to be the way they are and there's honestly i mean now this is just me personally speaking but uh there's honestly nothing wrong with having a character that maybe has more sex appeal or a character that has a different body type or whatever um the the main kind of real takeaway uh, if you if you will is just that the the main focus for us is making sure that Igarashi-san's vision comes through as much as possible and as authentically as possible um we're not going to be you know if if tomorrow you see a forum thread from someone that's offended because Miriam has gray hair on a skin and you know that means she looks old or whatever that's not something that we're going to look at and say oh well you know such and such user is offended so we have to tell Igarashi-san he has to change the game that's that's not what we're about I think that's a very fair answer um those things are important to people uh we have a female lead, which uh, a lot of people were really happy with. Iga said that he actually started with a male character in mind for Bloodstained and switched uh, right. because he was advised to during the Kickstarter because it would do better, and that was part of the current conversation in the climate. So um, it just seeing you know Iga making that decision and, and stuff, um, I can see that this game will have that conversation surrounding it. Uh, if it doesn't now already, right. it will eventually. So, and, and I'll even go further than that and say that everything that I've seen in the game, uh, whether it's a character, whether it's Miriam herself or the boss or whoever, there's always a reason, uh, artistically speaking, for that character, for that item, whatever it may be, to be the way it is. Uh, there's no kind of cheap thrills if you want to call it that way there's no cheap uh fan service where you know we're just trying to you know uh ega my boy you gotta make it sexier so we can sell more copies <laughs> that's that's just you know that's not what it is at all igarashi-san is just really applying his vision and and all of that kind of mythos from the dark gothic fantasy world and 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 combining that to really make a coherently artistic video game so i hope that'll kind of assuage anyone's fears that uh, either on the one side that we would try to exploit sexuality or on the one side or on the other side that we would, you know, go to Igarashi-san and say, oh, no, you can't do that. That's, you know, such and such person is going to not like that. So, Well, you certainly can't please everyone, so I can guarantee you that some people will not be happy. Right. And uh, probably from both sides of, of the conversation, you're going to find people that you know, I just aren't completely happy with what goes on. But I got to say, like, I really love Miriam's character design. I think that she has oh, yeah. that, that black and blue kind of outfit by default that looks very like uh, Belmont, kind of. Um, Her outfit is amazing. Right. It, and like, the, the more you look at it, it's just, oh, my gosh. Right. And I'm not like a huge fan of Lolita cosplays and, and stuff like that. But I just think that she looks really cool. And the whole idea of the Crystal Curse uh, infecting and spreading on her body like these... Uh, these crystals on her skin, they look like beautiful tattoos or something. 
Um, and the way it changes her hair color, so that kind of like ombre look, and even like her little horns on the the tiara that she starts out with, all of these things I think are just perfect. And uh, her her character design was just very catching for for me during the Kickstarter. And uh, this this wasn't because I had a preference for playing male or female characters. I just you know really think that she uh, is a good character regardless of gender. She's an interesting Definitely. character that you want to know more about. Oh yeah, and Zangetsu too. Um, and Carrie had just posted a picture in the Discord chat of Zangetsu's oh. design. And for those that want to play a male, I hope that he's a playable character because he looks really badass. So, uh, but <laughs> to talk about the first part of what you were saying, uh, really, it's just, and I know I'm biased. Probably all of us are biased, but the outfits, the the the, the hair, the 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 expressions, the items that they use, and, and how they pose them, whether it's Miriam or even other characters, but especially Miriam, everything is just so meticulously planned out, and you can tell that uh, someone really just poured their heart and soul into creating this character. And regardless of gender, regardless of you know body dimensions or whatever you want to talk about. That's really what makes an amazing character. And I mean, what I was talking about before, like when I look at Miriam, the more you look at her outfit, the more you look at the details, how it looks like a dress, but it's actually like, uh, I don't know what they're called, but it's like, you know, shorts for uh, like under the dress and how she's kind of wearing armor, but isn't really. It's just all like coming together and, and it, it's like a screensaver, you know, like the more you look at it and, and you're, you're appreciating it, you, the more you find things to look at and, and kind of analyze. Yes. So uh, I've got a question here from uh, from, from Sunraiser. That's uh, and no comment is always a valid answer. Just to, just to remind you, man. So you don't have to cover these things if you don't want to. Uh, but she's asking if Miriam succumbs to the Crystal Curse, is that like um, is it like a game over, or does it ha just make her evil Miriam and she needs to seek like seek out redemption or healing? But or better phrase like actually, uh, do you notice um, the curse having uh, in-game effects, and does the curse eventually like overtake her? Oh boy. Well, those are excellent questions, and I uh, thank uh, <laughs> I thank you for those questions. But uh, like you mentioned before, uh, no comment at this time. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to know, to be honest with you. So uh... yeah, it's it's one of those things where you really you know it falls into the category of things that when you play the game, there's going to be a lot of uh, elements and a lot of both big and small uh, features that just kind of leave you. I don't want to say speechless because that's maybe an exaggeration, but leave you like really a little bit in awe and just kind of like, you know, observing and, and appreciating it. So I'll, I'll just leave it for the dev team and for the game itself when it comes. Dark All right. Star and I'm Key. trying to. Dark Star Key is asking the important questions here. What is a man? No. Uh, it's a miserable little pile of secrets. I think we all know what a man is. Yeah. <laughs> but is that but but is that enough talk or do we have some more questions coming? What do you guys think? <laughs> enough talk. How about you? Uh, actually, <laughs> actually, opt. I'm going to get to uh, this one. I don't I don't know if Angel would answer it or not. But opt to not uh, asked a while back in the Twitch chat. Will there be a news channel for the Switch version? Like how in some games they have like a, a news reports from community managers that populate inside the the game or the Switch channel. Oh yeah, that's uh yeah that's I can't answer that right now, but. Uh, that's going to be kind of part of what I answered before about uh, uh, Switch 
functionality and, and things that we're going to be talking about that are specifically uh, just for Switch. Um, I will say, though, that to uh, feel left out just because they bought uh, Bloodstain on one platform versus another. So uh, don't don't expect to, you know, be feeling uh, got the inferior version, so to speak. That's great, yeah. Uh, one thing that some people were, confirmed or were concerned about was, like, the perceived uh, graphical in inferiority of, like, the weaker consoles, like the, the Vita or the Switch. And I don't think we, we need to have much worry about that. Oh, you don't. Uh, graphical fidelity, performance, again, that kind of uh, general catch-all of the quality bar, uh, that's really one of Igarashi-san's biggest kind of, uh, uh, not concerns, that's the wrong word, um, areas of focus. Uh, that's, you know, quality is everything to him, and therefore it's everything to us. Uh, Dark Darky also says, uh, how tough will the game to be? Uh, how tough will the game be at its toughest difficulty? Well, we did unlock Nightmare Mode as a Kickstarter goal. So, um, it will be nightmarishly difficult. Yes. Uh, I am very excited for Nightmare Mode. Uh, I'm not trying to sound like a get good scrub uh, elitist, but uh, <laughs> I am uh, pretty sure that uh, people are going to be very happy with it. Um. Kai Brightwing says, is there going to be another demo to play? And uh, I think Alpha Access is on the horizon somewhere, so I think we'll learn about that soon. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously going to be different builds of the game, and uh, I wouldn't worry too much about uh, when uh, a certain demo or a certain version of it will be coming out, just because there's... I know it might seem like uh, recently things have been relatively quiet or you know slower to be revealed or whatever, but there's a very good reason for that. And the reason is that we're uh, enacting plans that are very specifically built to uh, reveal things in the most exciting way and the most consistent way. We don't want to kind of just dump every everything on the community and be like, all right, see you in six months. Don't forget about us. Be sure to buy the game. <laughs> right. And... Uh Along with the, the release of information, um, the voice actors, English voice actors, Japanese voice actors, all that stuff will be revealed in time. Um, but can we uh, at least confirm that David Hayter's still on board with the project and Robbie Belgrade? Yeah, uh, there's there's no re like I said before, but I'll, I'll say it again. Uh, if anything has been confirmed um, as a feature of the game, unless there's been an official announcement that says that uh, something had to be cut, and you know we would obviously explain why and 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 hope compensate for that later. But uh, yeah, there's no reason to think uh, that that hater is not working on the game. Excellent. Yeah, I'm sure that's uh, that's reassuring. There was that whole strike, so everyone was wondering if that would affect him or not. But um, oh sure. Uh, yes. Kept you waiting, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another sequence breaking question. We tried to answer that earlier. I was uh, I was not the best person to do so, but uh, we did kind of cover that. Um, did anyone else have any other questions? We're about to run up on our two hour mark. Yeah, it looks like we've got about ten minutes left. If uh, anyone wants to, uh... and Carrie is posting a picture. Any news on this? Uh, wow, I uh, I can't say that I've seen that before. Um... I'm going to pretend I never saw that and that I still haven't seen that. <laughs> what, what's interesting about that boss is it was described as using um, crescent moon-shaped sickles as projectiles. 
And when I saw that, I thought, hey, that sounds like Death's Sickles when you're fighting him in a, a classic Castlevania game. So yeah, I don't know if this... Yeah, look at their head, though. There's, like, the moon-shaped sickle there. I bet they're shaped more like that. Well, I can't talk about uh, that picture, but I can say that uh, part of my job involves me looking through uh, concept art and builds and everything like that. So <sighs> some of the things that I see are just like, and keep in mind that I have all the Dark Souls art books. I'm a huge Dark Souls fan, played lots of other games that are, you know, kind of in the same theme and spirit at least. And I still look at some of the concept art and I'm just thinking to myself, what in the world am I looking at? And, and in the good way, not the bad way. I'm like, just completely just flabbergasted. I'm, and, and, just my anticipation levels just go through the roof, and then I go into that whole dark place of, do I keep my job or do I just spoil everything? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep your job, man. We want to keep you around. Uh, you've been so great for the community. Uh, we really enjoy having you here. So, oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah, thanks Actually, for coming on Actually, uh, not, not to um, you know pander or anything, but since you mentioned that, uh, I wanted to take a minute and, and thank you, Mike, and, and thank you, Brent, and, and everyone really, not only the amazing mods, and, and no matter where you are, whether it's here on Discord, the forums, Reddit, uh, all of the people that volunteer, the fans that just make amazing things. I mean, I, I've, whether it's music, arts, uh, graphics. I mean, it's just absolutely mind blowing to see the the level of passion and, and dedication from everyone. Well, hey, we're just fans too, but yeah, uh, it's great because you know we're in it together and we really feed off each other's energy. I love when I see new concept. I mean, or new fan art or uh, you know some new music cover. It's it's just excellent the uh, the way we see this stuff going. Um, Sunraiser had recently broken her arm and she's got uh, blood-stained flowers yeah, looks amazing. on her cast. And then I saw a new question here from Gunlord asking to talk more about Deco. Sure, yeah. Well, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's uh, regarding Deco as far as like, you know, amazing cool things they're working on because they're leading the development effort now and um, I can't talk too much just because uh, if I start talking, it'll you know easily go into uh, drifting into spoiler territory. But uh, I can say that working with them is a pleasure, and uh, my you know literally whether it's my producer or me, and and uh, making sure that we're all communicating and 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 jiving on the same page. It's just a very and I know it's gonna sound like I'm just pring, but. It's just a very happy partnership. It's a very fruitful one, and we're all just really kind of chugging along and 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 geeking out <laughs> and trying to do our best to make sure that everyone else loves everything that we're working on as much as we. Hey, Mana's in the chat. Everybody, yeah, say hi she, to Mana. Is she in the room? Hey, I Mana. I don't see her in the voice room. Is she in here? I don't think she's in the voice room, but I see her online. Yeah, uh, I would love to have her, you know, jump in and and uh, add her voice. <laughs> Be the the secret surprise boss. <laughs> she is. She's the secret boss. It's uh, <laughs> she she hops in the Discord sometimes. It's good to see her there and and on Shoutbox and the forums and stuff. So, um, oh, she's watching through Twitch. Okay. Oh my. Well, if you have a microphone and you want to join in the conversation, you're more than welcome, of course. But yes, hi, Mana. We were talking about I'll sneak you in this. <laughs> yeah, we were. I'll sneak in this question from uh, Crocodile here. And um, 
He's asking if Angel's familiar with the anime Outlaw Star. He's asking because uh, he wonders if the bullets Miriam will use in her guns, um, if you have to buy them or make them, if they have special properties and abilities, and a comparison could be like the guns Albus used in Order of Ecclesia. That's an awesome question, Crocodile. And uh, I will tell you that I have seen Outlaw Star, and I loved it. Uh, it was really, really great. Um, answer your question and give you a satisfaction for the guns. But I can tell you that that ties into another question I've seen, I don't remember where now, where someone was asking, why haven't we seen anything about the guns uh, in the E3 build, etc. And there's a reason for that. <laughs> because guns are amazing and awesome, and it's going to be a big deal when we show them off, and we should definitely look forward to it. So I'm sorry, nice. that's the super tease, but... <laughs> Well, uh, someone mentioned Outlaw Star. I just got to say the intro and the outro music for that is my favorite Japanese music of all time. So I love that Outlaw oh, Star yeah. music. Oh, yeah. Absolutely great. Oh, man. Mana would join us, but she's uh, she said the team's having a heated discussion behind her. Hmm. I wish I could be a fly on that wall and no Japanese. Yeah, that's uh, that's my that's my one great regret that I haven't because uh, I started studying Japanese a while back, but uh, recently, for obvious reasons, I've been picking that up uh, much more intensively. But uh, unfortunately, I'm nowhere near uh, proficient enough yet to uh, uh, have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to learn myself. My wife actually knows some conversational Japanese, and uh, we're actually interested on uh, taking like a, a trip to Japan, like an extended stay maybe live there for a while eventually, but that's just a dream for the future. Sure. But, sure. But enough about me. <laughs> uh, and so I, speaking of, uh, speaking of mana in the office, so her last post on the forum actually was that Adi Shankar stopped by briefly yeah, at art play. So cool. Uh, I don't so think I'm looking forward to, time. yeah, they didn't have much time, but here's hoping for bloodstained anime 2026. That would oh be... man, that would be amazing. Yes. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> all I'll say is that I love anime, and I'm sure that's true for at least most, if not all of us, uh, that are here on the Discord and on Twitch and everything, but uh, there are so many projects that I would love to see become a reality uh, based on Bloodstain, based off of uh, Igarashi-san's vision. So let's, let's just hope uh, that, uh, that that happens, that... That what we believe in, that the project, that the Bloodstain is going to be as successful as we all know it's going to be, and that that just barrel rolls into the future. I think it will. Do a barrel roll. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but it's so nice to see everybody here uh, that's that's in the Discord and the Twitch. Um, it's the Definitely. first live show that we've really recorded. We've done a Discord thing before, but it was nothing that was advertised, so it was a little bit more personal. But uh, seeing so many people live together like this, uh, it reminds me of the Kickstarter days when we were all watching the live streams and stuff, and we would be in Twitch chat. But yeah, all of that uh, was super exciting, and it's good to get a little bit uh, part of that back. Um, having and, the community, and I'll say even more uh, to everyone that's here, to everyone that might catch the the, the video later on. Uh, this is just the literal tip of the iceberg. Like we're at the very beginning of what's going to be the kind of, you know, stereotype up graph that you see in the business room. Uh, there's going to be a lot more engagement, a lot more media, a lot more news coming out. And 
a lot more people are going to be coming to the forums, to the social platforms, to Discord. So I would really recommend that everyone that's here that gets to watch the video enjoys this kind of uh, close-knit environment as long as it lasts because I know I'm biased, again, but for as successful as Bloodstained, I believe is going to be, I'm pretty sure that all these channels are going to blow up and it's just going to be like nonstop people chatting and talking. So enjoy, enjoy the uh, cozy fireplace while it lasts. Cause pretty soon it's going to be a bit bigger. <laughs> well, let's blow it up, man. The more, the merrier. Uh, yeah, definitely. We, yeah. We love, uh, you know, people that like the same things you do. Uh, that's, that's what this community is all about. We all love Iga. We all love his previous games. We all love bloodstained and, um, just all of the creators that have worked with him, the art, the music, it's, it's all just so awesome to have people that like the same stuff you do and share a hobby and a passion with people. But I think this is a good place to wrap it up. If, uh, if anyone had any other questions, uh, last minute stuff, um, if not, then we'll go ahead and say our goodbyes. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, it's been a great first run and I just want to thank again, everyone for their questions, for their passion. Uh, I want to thank, uh, you know the the team in Japan, our play and Deco. You know they're all working their their um, heads off. Let's let's use a nice euphemism uh, <laughs> to make sure that we all get an amazing game. Um, and yeah, and and look forward to a lot of surprises. Even when it comes to community engagement, uh, we're gonna have at least we're planning on having some surprise guests and people that you wouldn't expect come online and talk to you and uh, get you the uh, straight from the horse's mouth perspective. Awesome. That, that is, uh, it's got me hyped. I am ready. So bring them on, <laughs> bring on the masses and, and bring on all of the surprise guests. It's going to be great. And most of all, I'm sure I, I, I'm very, you know, hesitant because I don't want to appear to be like, you know, a sycophant, but uh, a big, enormous thank you. I'm sure I'm speaking for everyone when I say a huge, enormous galactic level. Thank you to Igarashi san for doing all the work and, and really just, making all those decisions that, that had to be made to get us here to where we are today. And, and it's, it's really just something that I think all of us are going to be forever grateful for. Yeah. Uh, it took a lot of courage to step out of, um, you know, the career that he had to break out on his own, go independent Definitely. and push for his passion project. So yeah, we all just want to show him the most, the most support we can. And we eternally are grateful to Iga for the things he's already given us and uh, for whatever he brings to us in the future. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. And definitely a culturally challenging thing for him to do that too. In Japan, it's not quite as common as it is in America to do something yeah, like that. Yeah. So very, very brave and um, very thankful indeed. And uh, absolutely, thank you, Angel, uh, for me too. I really appreciate it, man. No, it's my pleasure. I mean, it's been lots of fun and uh, for everyone watching and listening, I hang out on discord a lot uh, and, and I'm online uh, a lot. So, uh, you know, feel free to, pop in and uh, message me or say hello, send me a friend request, whatever. <laughs> look forward to talking to you. Right. And uh, let's go ahead and plug the forums, bloodstainedfanforums.com. Uh, you can join the Discord at the bottom of that. Um, we have our new Twitch channel. That's bloodstained, R-O-T-N underscore official. Uh, at Sword or Whip is Twitter. Uh, you can find the Facebook page. There's an official Facebook page. There's several great communities out there. You have the Reddit community. Um you have several uh, groups on Facebook uh, that are really nice to join. Operation Akamajo is a nice page, but there's also uh, Bloodstained Orphan. Uh, Miriam, the Bloodstained Orphan, is a great uh, fan page. And uh, there's also a group out there that's nice to join. 
and um, you know all of the Castlevania dungeon folks they're big fans of Iga too so uh, you can find fans there um, there's even a, an amiibo if you know what amiibo is uh, not amiibo amino amino what, is that <laughs> is that what I'm thinking of uh, amino a-m-i-n-o like the yeah, amino, amino like amino yeah. yeah I was like it's Okay, anyways, yes, there's even that out there. So there's all sorts of communities, um, the Tumblr, everything. There's uh, all sorts of stuff out there. And we, if you if you have art that you want to share, uh, bring it to the forum too, because we, we collect it there in a gallery. If you have music to share, bring it to the forum, man. We have a lot of collection there, and I keep a, a YouTube playlist, anything that I could find from the fandom, and uh, and put that music in there, I do that. So. Uh, just just connect keep creating um, keep your passion up and uh, I'll see everybody on the forums thanks for joining us uh, once again special thanks to Angel uh, you're great to have man uh, you've, you've <laughs> brought a lot of energy to uh, to the fandom so thank you so much for uh, uh, for conversing with us and you're of course more than welcome to do this whenever you want just let me know and we'll, we'll get it going um and thanks to Brent, too, for fielding questions and Caria for uh, organizing some questions and consolidating them. Uh, but yeah, yeah, love you all. Thank you for, for showing up. And we will see you on the forums and talk to you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.